The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, our regular panelist, George Claxton, is still off doing disaster relief. We oh, hope I he'll be back later this picnic month. Picnic baskets. Yes. <laughs> well, he might have fooled me. It's possible. I'm, I'm not that bright. He's off there with his uh, noted uh, co-conspirator, <laughs> yes. Yogi Bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when you said so, hey, so, so hey, wait. it reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> so does that mean George is boo boo? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, boo boo's his co-conspirator. Right. <laughs> Maybe boo boo's a smart one. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, he can be yeah. boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the Rocky Diogi's Bullwinkle. <laughs> so we are all Bullwinkle. <laughs> that's our that's our party. Yes, <laughs> like, like Teddy Roosevelt. Ah, uh, yes. so anyway i just want to mention a couple of things before we get started with i stopped uh, feeling alone (laughs) that was nice guys (laughs) i just want to make you feel included yeah thank you it's been a lonely couple of months here with the republican party yeah right so and we're like the bull moose the majestic bull moose we will we will ride to victory so uh just a couple of things i want to mention before we uh, get into the program proper First off, um, uh, we'd love to hear from you, and so please get in touch with us. You can do this in a few ways. On Twitter, it's at CivilPoliticsFM. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. That's our community. And you can email us, uh, CivilPoliticsRadio at ValleyFreeRadio.org. We also do have a website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com, that has recordings of previous episodes of the show. Uh, which you can listen to for your continued edification and delight years to come. Uh, Second, uh, as I think we had a PSA play just before we came on, uh, there is a special broadcast we're going to do Tuesday night, uh, election night, which is four days from now. So November 8th. November 8th. (laughs) So brace yourselves, everyone. That's 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern time here in the U.S., uh, and that will be Eastern Eastern Standard, not Eastern Daylight, because Daylight Savings ends on... uh, the wee hours of Saturday to Sunday. And you set it back, right? I think... Um, Spring forward, fall back. Fall back. Yep. Extra so. hour of sleep. Nice. Uh, potentially, <laughs> yes. We're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we're doing that. Uh, Democracy Now! is doing a special live broadcast from 7 to 11, or 7 to midnight that night. And Valley Free Radio will be carrying at least some of that. Um, and... In the between nine and eleven, we will be doing a show along with at least one person from Occupy the Airwaves. Bob Gardner, I think. I think Bob he? Gardner, yeah, not nice. Pocky. She's off uh, uh, being uh, arrested and at Standing Rock. <laughs> but um, we're going to be doing that show, talking about the election and uh, checking in on results and opinionating, like in that way that we do on local stuff. The yeah, the um, what do you call it? The um, ballot questions. Ballot questions. Who got elected county sheriff? 
Will know. we do that too? Will we know? I guess we will. We probably won't. Actually, there's two sheriff races, right? Hamden and Hampshire right here. So. Yeah, I think well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is Hampshire, so that's... Yeah, there's yeah. county sheriff races all over. Kaylane versus Isaacson. There, there's a county sheriff race. Oh, you even knew the Republican know, I've name. Been, I've been uh, reading up. Stefan, yeah. you're, the <laughs> well, uh, you're the man. Well, wait, is it Isaacson here? Yeah, uh, yeah Isaacson versus Kaylane. Okay, I get... I'm, like, as I'm seeing signs, because I'm spending half my time in Andover with my mom. Oh. So I see signs out there. There's a sheriff's race in Essex County too. And I'm like, I can't remember which one's Isaacson, yeah. you know, you know. This one runs the uh, Hampshire House of Correction. So it's important. Oops. Sorry. Right. Well, I don't mean to hit the mic. So on um, the third thing, I just want to mention uh, coming up uh, on the 13th through the 19th of this month, which is like a week and a half from now, basically, uh, it will be the Valley Free Radio Fall Pledge Drive. Do do. And we do hope uh, that all of you listening will contribute. Uh, and money, 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 money. Yes, money, well, that's what money, keeps money, us, money, 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 keeps the bong, station bong, broadcasting, bong, keeps the lights on. And we've apparently become an acapella. Stefan, I'm going to cut your mic. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope some of our listeners got that reference. We'll that see. was, of course, the Pink Floyd song, Money, with uh, Stefan doing a really great impression of the bass line. It's so good. <laughs> so so good anyway um <laughs> so i was just mentioning that because it's important we want to make sure that everybody knows it's coming and we certainly will want your support and we're and all volunteer right we get no nobody pays we, our we way we pay an annual dues to do this so yeah not only are we not making money it's actually cost us money to be part of the station but it's worth it at least i i hope it is and um, my brother's estate will be contributing $10 for every human being who gives money to the station. So no, donations in the name of your pet will not work. But, but distinct individuals. But each individual human being who gives money to the station, there will be an extra $10 given to the station uh, in the name Sweet. of my late brother. So Sweet. anyway, so uh, let's talk a bit about uh, politics and whatnot. Obviously, the election's coming up in four days and things are getting crazy. I think Trump could win. Uh, he and I've changed my mind because I haven't felt that way. But man, oh, I was well. I was going to say, of course he could win. He's on the ballot. Well, but. I mean that it's um, right. It's you think it's close enough in the in enough states that he might actually get to two seventy in the electoral college with eight percent undecided that are not committing. Yeah, there's there's folks out there that could turn this. And I'm mm. saying to Stefan, I'm counting on the millennials to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> we'll see. I was I, I Sue, Sue and I were having a conversation. There's uh, a couple websites that have sprung up where. People can uh, people in relatively safe states, you know, deep red or blue states, can trade their vote um, for somebody in a swing state who might be interested in voting third party, but doesn't want to throw the election to, well, in this case, Donald Trump. I remember so this vote. from 16 years ago. Right. Well, it's it's a lot more widespread now because these candidates, both of these candidates, have much more higher unfavorables than any either candidate did in the 2000 well, election plus the internet so little yeah, yeah the end the internet's a lot there's more widespread yeah. nader trader just didn't have the impact i think so i don't know <laughs> i i remember i was <laughs> yeah, there people did i yeah, was just a young did. pup but um yeah. but i don't know if it'll be a significant thing but i think the fact that people are seeking that kind of strategic route out yeah Maybe we'll see a bump. I well, mean, Massachusetts, for example, would right. go Democrat because it just will. So, yeah, so my vote as a Republican won't count anyway. But right. so somebody in a state where it's close would trade with you, Stefan. Is that Jill how it Stein would? or Gary Johnson? And in, ex in exchange, if they were in New Hampshire or Ohio or North Carolina, they'd vote for Clinton. And you'd give so. him your handshake, and that would be the deal. Well, yeah, and and you you know you're supposed to like friend each other on Facebook or or exchange you know. 
getting yeah. contacts so you know it's a real person you're not getting you Scammed. know the runaround <laughs> but um yeah i don't know we'll see yeah. it's it's kind of late in the game to be organizing that I, but yeah honestly in the end i think people should just vote for who they're going to vote for and you know where's your sense of treachery uh, <laughs> i don't think it has much place in a democracy that's so um you ever heard of a bullet vote do you know about those yes i do <laughs> yeah. yes some people don't like them, but, but they're effective. Well, but you should explain for our voters, because what is a bullet vote? So let's say there's um, three seats for city council and five candidates, and you can vote for three. Yeah. So instead of voting for three, you vote for the guy or the woman that you like, and the other two, their their rates don't go up. So you've basically given your candidate your single vote. And so mathematically, the way it works out is that... Right. You only vote for one. You're only you're raising saying. one vote. You're not raising all three. Yeah. And so it really helps a person if he has or she has all bullet votes. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's not how democracy works, but it's a it's a, it's a tactic. Well... And you, it works. That is, that is how democracy or can work. Or you run but. somebody else who's female and it splits the vote. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. You run according to the rules of the yeah. election, you know. That's why, I mean, that's where all the third party thing comes from is because everyone wants them to reach 5% of the vote because you get more funding, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah. if you change the rules, then you change the, the calculus. The response, by, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so strategic. Well, that doesn't really apply so much to the presidential vote. I mean, no. because in the end, like you get to vote one vote for one person and it doesn't matter how many candidates there are, you only get one vote. But if you're trading with people in other states... I suppose. So that the third party gets 5%, so they get on the ballots, and they get money, and they also, get... Also, they, the obligatory, uh, I got a shout-out to Maine, who has the ranked choice uh, voting on their uh, referenda on in, in on Tuesday, and yeah. it looks like it's likely to pass. Yeah. Um, oh, is in that's nice. a, some, a ballot yeah. referendum. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be phone banking for it this nice. weekend, actually, so oh, with okay. some other people, so, and... That really works to fix dem- democracy. I think it's a big yeah. help. Cambridge and, votes that way. Yeah, Cambridge votes. Uh, several other municipalities, I think Portland, Oregon, does that for their city races. So. I think you're right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting system. I encourage people to check it out. I'll, I'll post something on the Z blog about uh, ranked choice voting for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with it. It's it's Basically, it's a, a way of ranking candidates such that you can vote for the, the minor candidate you want to without your vote spoiling a major party contest because it gets so. redistributed right yeah. as soon as it's your like well this person's eliminated so now it's like well who's What's your second, second choice, choice? Right. and it's hard to do but it's good it's really good well, and i think it gets people to think about what i mean it's less of an impulse you know check mark you more like okay how do i really feel about these people and right. in what order would i place them if 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 i had to rank them in preference so yeah and it avoids that split vo- vote stuff and those other tactics well, it certainly could help promote the uh, rise of, of more political parties in this country, which arguably, would that be helpful or not? I mean, we certainly have seen uh, increasing partisanship, but on the other hand, one of the functions of political parties is to, like, you have two large parties pull people together and sort of make, force people to have coalitions of different interests and different demographic groups and so forth. Whereas, you know, if you look at someplace like Italy, where they have a lot of small political parties, or Israel, where they have a lot of small political parties, and parties can come and go and whatnot, they don't, Italy doesn't exactly have a lot of stable government. It's not exactly like a great example of like a well-run Well, Israel country. has a, actually, despite their uh, geopolitical turmoil, does a pretty good job. I mean, I see what you're saying, but 
and that that's the Greece is another example of Greece a country. is another example. But, but you have also like countries yeah. like Germany that do pretty well with multi part, and of course the, the Scandinavian countries who are always yammering about as paragons of sort of democratic values. But the issue I think is that parties as coalition coalitions are inherently tricky because parties are run as a bureaucratic a coalition implies that there is sort of power sharing Equal, yeah. whereas a party is run by a centralized power structure and over time so, i think they get more entrenched and then the next generation comes along and sometimes they get broken up a little bit and yeah, could yeah. be well that's what's happened yeah. i mean republicans and democrats have flip, polar flipped over the last you know yeah. along many 50 many axes years. yeah 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 Actually, I just saw the um, All the Way, the movie All the Way. Uh, HBO produced it with Brian Cranston as LBJ. My mother and I watched it over the oh, weekend. Oh, I bet that oh, was I'll good. That it's out. really good. It's spooky how much Brian Cranston looks like and sounds <laughs> like like LBJ. I was like, oh my god, it's really like like on the level of the way like Denzel Washington was like, wait, is that is that Denzel or Malcolm X? You know, because yeah. really like he looked and sounded like him. Meryl Streep is like that. You can't separate her from the character. I mean, yeah. when she gets into a character. Sure, but I mean, like when it's an historical person, yeah. it, it can be, you know, right. like if you cast Meryl Streep as... Margaret Thatcher, for example? Sure, I, didn't, I actually <laughs> didn't see that, so it I don't know. It was amazing, actually. Right, but I, I'm just saying like, it's like sometimes, you know, you can, oh, that's a great performance, but then there's like, oh my God, it's like, uh, you know, uh, our... Um, What's his name? Um, uh, who played Lincoln in the recent Spielberg Lincoln movie? Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, and his just voice like, was so high. <laughs> right. Well, apparently that's how Lincoln uh, sounded. But it just like it was spooky again. It's like wow, he really looks so much like him. Like like it's just amazing to me. So now see, I go right to Saturday Night Live and go, boy, don't those guys look like Clinton and Trump? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially Never mind. Trump. But um, anyway, so that was really good. But um, one of the uh, Things that's, uh, that that struck me about it was um, uh, the way in which, like, it was like a, the Democratic Party trying to hold together a coalition of, you know, uh, hardly reconstructed racists from the South and, you know, crazy, you know, and uh, uh, ardent liberal labor activists like Herbert Hoover or Hubert Humphrey, rather, from, um, uh, you know, Wisconsin. LBJ, he knew how yeah. to beat people over the head. <laughs> and and you talked about how you like to see people who use power, and that this movie is a great. I like people to know how that. to use power because people are going to use power against them. Well, he does. And yeah, that, that yeah. You're pretty much that's pretty much exactly how he talks throughout the movie. <laughs> that's pretty much his attitude. Yeah. But to me, actually, one of the things that I've I've been thinking about this, and so just for a moment, I want to say personally, this is just me talking, not the radio, not the station, not you guys, but I really have come to really want to strongly endorse Hillary Clinton because... You can't be moderator anymore then. Sure I can. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Because uh, a big part of the point of this show is that it's about people coming... We want people to be able to come together and talk. And we value the idea of people having disparate points of views but having respect for one another and trying to hash things out. I mean, you know... Oh, so this isn't a debate... This is me offering my opinion, oh, okay. Okay. which is something I get to do. And you guys get to tell me why you don't think it's a good idea in just a moment. But, I, but I'm just like... So like, we're sort of all co-equals then. I think so. Yeah. Is, wait, would you say this is a uh, coalition? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but I mean... But that's, but me that's, and George making a rainbow coalition. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, I thought Sue did that. Um, <laughs> but... Um, oh. Too far? Oh. 
No, that, yeah. that was well done. Uh, well done. Touché. Okay. And you're not talking about my Indian heritage, so okay. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> I didn't know you were from India. Yeah. Was that a dig at uh, the uh, junior, uh, senior senator? Uh, no. Oh, no. Okay. No. I, no. I, I probably just. Yeah. I put the gloves up. I thought you were going in. No. I no, I like her. I like Elizabeth yeah. Warren. So, and I, it's probably about right. the same percentage in my well, family. So. And I, I love Elizabeth yeah. Warren. I think she's great. And what I, one of the things I like about her is that she's, you know, very, very openly liberal in her politics and, and pushes along those lines. And, you know, Secretary Clinton is, you know, has a long history of compromising and making deals. But, I mean, that's part of what civil politics is kind of how that goes it's like you say i want this and you want that and we come to some kind of muddy compromise and recognize that you know each side has an opinion or has a perspective that is valid i mean i don't agree with you all the time sue but i mean you have interesting points and there are times when you know you surprise me too you know and that's that's great and you know in some ways like you're you're you know, you were more upset about the Bundys getting off last week because, you know, you're like, this is not right. You know, you can't just go in here. You know, you like law and order. And I'm like, huh, I hadn't really thought about it that way, you know? So, I mean, that's part of what I like. And it's because, you know, a lot of the reason why uh, she gets criticized is because she has a long career of doing the kinds of things that we kind of, in theory anyways, believe in, <laughs> you know, or that this show is supposed to be sort of about. So you guys don't have to agree with me, but... I and I was just poking you with a stick as to move from the moderator position. Go ahead to someone who's taking a position. I'm just pointing stick it out. Stick me. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I I don't. But that's good. I mean, I I think yeah. it's really important that people be involved because the worst thing that can happen is that nobody's paying attention or they don't go to vote. I mean, that is by far the worst right. outcome. Yeah. I think we we can anything. all agree that apathy is. Is not a desirable. And you can uh, get out. I don't know. That's kind of. Uh, <laughs> work. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what happens. I think sometimes people just go, "Oh, I just can't even deal with this." Well, and, and I, they throw their hands up and they don't. Because I hear a lot of people saying, "Like, oh, both candidates are equally horrible," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. And a lot of what they're criticizing Mrs. Clinton about is about the kinds of things that happen when you do politics for 30 years. Well, just to just to go on your side for a moment, yeah, I, yeah, before sure. the show we were talking a little bit about how um, right now uh, Fox is uh, apologizing, Brett Bayer? Bayer, because, because on his show he said uh, a couple days ago, Wednesday, that Hillary's about to be indicted because oh. of... This is what he said, and now mm-hmm. he's apologizing for it because of her emails that the FBI is doing an investigation, and that also they're investigating the Clinton Foundation, and she's about to be indicted. And he had to retract it because it wasn't true. He had been fed it by someone who knows mm-hmm. who. So um, when you look at that and the fact that there is a leak out there, kind of that there might be somebody looking at one transaction of the Clinton Foundation, which is not an investigation. I mean, it's just a sort of fact finding, and the fact is that there probably is an investigation, in in fact, of the um, Trump, Trump Foundation because of the $22,000 that went to the AG in Florida. I among mean, other things. Mm-hmm. Among other, but those two are not equal facts. Yeah. And yet, right now, the Clintons are getting right. the worst of it, I think. Well, yeah, and the Clinton Foundation is authorized to, ta- to solicit donations. And good job and, that and they're taking it from, like, African countries to help with AIDS. Right. Well, I mean, and, perfect. Sure. Fine. Well, yeah. Uh, and and, and and well not only that th- then that's great absolutely I completely agree with you but the, the Trump Foundation is like not authorized to solicit donations yeah <laughs> like they've, they've been legally ordered to stop 
because they don't have the kind of license. And yet the media isn't really doing a good job. And I'm saying this as a conservative Republican. They're not doing a good job of creating the kind of instead we just have all this data and they don't really crystallize it properly and nobody trusts any of the media outlets to do a fair job it's like nobody nobody trusts nobody at the moment it just seems like i mean thank yeah. god brett Baer is apologizing but that won't get any press you know that he's apologizing for um saying something that wasn't true yeah well um Four days before the election. Or well, kudos, uh, kudos to him. Uh, I've heard his name before. He seems to be, and I've, I certainly as like a, a proper card-carrying liberal go, Fox News, eh. as, as you know, it's sort of a, I wake up in the middle of the night and go, Fox News sucks. What? Uh, oh, what's happening? Yeah, you know. but Chris Wallace did a good job but, on the debate. Yeah, Chris Wallace. But yeah. like they actually do have some people on there. I'm impressed Megan, with him, Brett Baer. Um, Megan Kelly's amazing. Uh I I really have issues with Megyn Kelly, but not with her acumen or her intelligence or her ability to... Too pretty? It's not that she's too pretty. Believe me, there's no such thing as a woman who's too pretty as far oh, as I'm concerned. Oh, good to know. Oh, okay. crap. I just said that on the air. I'm doomed. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, the quote. There's no, the that's, quote. That, that's, that's not the issue at all. The issue the issue is things like where she said, like where she was, they were talking about Santa Claus and the, somebody was doing a thing with an African-American depiction of Santa Claus. And she's like, she broke it. Okay, just to be sure clear, kids, Santa Claus is white. And I'm just like, no, you really just didn't do that. You know? Wasn't Santa Claus German? Uh, well, uh, that's Sinterklaas is uh, it's a Germanic name, but originally Saint Nicholas was uh, from somewhere in the Middle East. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't remember. But the point is, it's it's absurd. <laughs> and anyway, Santa Claus is a fictional thing. <laughs> so, but Saint Nicholas wasn't. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, take that out of the show, John. Or we can't have We're our ten-year-old audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. I can't uh. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't get very far about the politics of it. But no, it's, but it's an interesting time for sure. Sure. Well, and I, I like, I, I rude. Uh, if you guys want to talk more about that, uh, I, I, I definitely be interested to. Um, but uh, I'm getting a little the signal from my producer. Uh, we actually have another report from David King uh, about uh, his efforts to uh, uh, protect uh, uh, fair voting in Ohio. Uh, is that ready to go? Okay. So this is David King, who is out there uh, with uh, the Victory Council. Uh, uh, I, not, I don't know if it's on behalf or just associated with uh, the Clinton campaign. But, he said not representing. Right? But it should yeah. be clear that what we're about to broadcast is his opinions. Not those of the Victory Council, not those of the Clinton campaign, not those of any of us here or Valley Free Radio. I mean, you know, like we're broadcasting it, we're interested, but this is only him speaking for it himself. It is an arm of the Clinton campaign. All right, okay. The Vic- Victory Council. Council, yeah, yeah. That is a that is um, a, a legal arm of the of the Clinton campaign that is focused on voter rights. Okay. Yeah, because this is the first year without the voter ID law. Right. Okay. So fire that up, genre. And then we may well go to break after that and play some PSAs. But we'll be back when that's over as well. So don't go away. Amidst the air of cheap brewed coffee, microwave popcorn, and a good amount of stale perspiration, there is excitement and nervousness, apprehension and hope. A sizable open floor plan office space has been set up into several overlapping workstations, each dedicated to its own integral and integrated facet of a very large operation. Roughly 100 tables and desks have been cobbled together, Yet, unoccupied real estate is hard to come by amidst the mountains of paper, multitudes of laptops, and the occasional stress-reducing office toy. 
The small army of volunteers and staffers are strangely quiet, mostly huddled around their phones watching Barack Obama give a speech from two miles down the road. And if it wasn't for the muffled cacophony of ringing phones and hurried voices from some other room in the suite, the only sound would be the president's voice. Even Ladyburg, the office corgi, seems transfixed. This is the temporary headquarters of the Democratic National Committee, discreetly assembled in a nondescript office space in Columbus, Ohio's charming and historic German village. Behind its secured doors beats the heart of the statewide effort to not only elect Hillary Clinton to the presidency, but also to bring home the down-ballot House and Senate races as well. Normally, this room is a hive of activity, with get-out-the-vote dominating the effort's bandwidth. Traditional canvassing and door knocks are organized and executed, digital outreach is activated, rides to the polls are coordinated, and more volunteers are recruited to join the battle by the hour. Following the aforementioned clamor of ringtones and voices, we are led down a corridor beset on one side with small soundproof meeting rooms, each one occupied by campaign coordinators and each one named after notable Ohio-born personalities such as Gloria Steinem, the Wright Brothers, and the West Wing's Allison Janney. We emerge from this hallway into voter protection, a hot and sunny room echoing with the din of dozens of phones staffed by almost a dozen lawyers and campaign veterans dedicated to fighting voter suppression and disenfranchisement. The situation in voter protection, or vote pro as it's commonly referred to, is sort of the opposite of what's going on in the other room. On election day, there will be about 100 people manning the phones for vote pro, whereas in the weeks prior, the wing is staffed only by the so-called forward guard, whose job, in addition to fielding the relatively low call volume, is to organize and prepare the incoming flood of volunteers. Today, however, as it has been for the last two, there hasn't been much time to do anything but field the more than a thousand calls that have been flooding into the center as a result of an innocent early voting reminder that was sent out accidentally to many who had already mailed in their ballots, leading them to believe that their votes hadn't been received for counting. In any other election, this minor hiccup would have resulted in an increase in call volume to be certain, but the perturbation that pervades this particular cycle has caused a firestorm of stress and worry that has taken days to quell. The voters are just that concerned. But this unfortunate and ultimately minor miscommunication aside, the work continues. There is no postponing election day, and the poll observers, hotline workers, and so-called boiler room team, who analyzes and responds to voter protection issues in real time, need to be organized and coordinated. To that end, many in VotePro work 12, 14, even 16-hour days making chase calls, allocating assignments, and getting everyone activated and entered into the system. It's easy to get cynical about politics, and perhaps rightfully so. But in this team, I can say I have seen a dedication and a passion that I have rarely, if ever, seen anywhere else. These trench fighters of the campaign are not here for the money, in fact, spending hundreds and in some cases thousands of their own dollars in the process. They're not in it for the glory, leaving that for those that they hope to get elected. No, they're in this fight because, well, yes, they are here to help Hillary Clinton win the White House. They believe in doing so through the protection of the vote, not suppression, through inclusion rather than exclusion. And in doing so, they're fighting for something that transcends any one candidate, campaign, or cycle. Something far more important than even this oh-so-important election. For Civil Politics, this is David King, Columbus, Ohio.
Our government is elected by its citizens, and that affects every aspect of our lives from schools to health care to homeland security. Voting is an important right in our society. By voting, you are making your voice heard and registering your opinion on how you think the government should operate. Polls are open for voting on Tuesday, November 8th from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. If you're unsure where to vote in Massachusetts, go to wheredoivotema.com. That's wheredoivotema.com. This has been a message from your friends here at Valley Free Radio. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Tune in to Subculture, the best in new wave, electro, dance, indie pop, and funk music. Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM. Now we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm still Michael, that's still Stefan, and uh, Sue, right? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, John. I'm the one with the paper bag over their head with eye slits. <laughs> <laughs> that should be me. The Republican in Northampton. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That, I, I, you know, actually, if you want to talk about that, that is something that does interest me, from t- interest me <laughs> as I think about it. Just like, you know, what kind of, like, like, because there are times when I'm just, like, amazed at the just misconceptions the i run into venom is amazing well, yeah okay sometimes. talk and about it's, that and it's true i mean it's true also for the reverse i mean people oh, are yeah. so polarized oh yeah it's well i i've i've commented sometimes on like the heritage foundation's facebook page and people are really really angry vicious. at times and yeah. vicious yeah. and 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 they try to insult me and whatever but uh but it's also interesting they're like oh that's all you liberals care about controlling people's lives all you care about is power and i'm like that really doesn't interest me at all. You know, like that has nothing to do with what I care about politics or why I'm commenting on this or the policies I want to pursue or what I want to get out of them. And so, you know... If we get a great leader, I wonder if they can heal this. I hope so. I I mean, mean, we kind of have had a great leader for the past eight years in a lot of ways. And Yeah, I don't think he healed it. I think he didn't... I know he made tried to make uh, Reach Across the Isle many times, but... There must have been. There's. There's a bunch of stuff that must have happened. That. Well, I think. He, I think it's. He's brought out into the open a lot of stuff that was sort of under the surface. Yeah. But so, what do you run into? Uh, like, I'm interested to hear if you want to talk about like the sort of you know the 
you know, venom or vitriol you run into or just misconceptions. Like, no, that's not what I'm interested in not as a Republican at all. And they're like, oh, you Republicans care about are, you know, killing babies or something. And you're like, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of people assume that <laughs> Republicans stuff, aren't, yeah. aren't pro-choice, and a lot of us are, actually. There's quite a few people, and they've just never, you know, never made it to sort of the national level. We were, you know, squelched at every You're turn. not the loudest voices, yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's sort of a, it's a funny one because how, mm-hmm. how dare someone else speak for the individuals? Whoever they are, you know, how dare mm-hmm. the Democratic Party speak for individual Democrats and how they believe? It, it's a very interesting position that the parties have gotten themselves into, where they speak for, you know, sure, right. sure, because I yeah. have met, I have met, you know, anti-choice Democrats too. Oh, lots, lots of Catholics and people yeah. of faith that you know are. Um, well, this is the weird thing about political pro-life. parties in this country: is we have a huge demographic differences and huge differences of political opinion, but we have to somehow distill them down into two competing blocks and this is kind of what happens I yeah. mean, it, it becomes ideologically incoherent at a certain level yeah. you know if you can't uh, if you can't delineate it in some way or, or have some sort of you do it, have to demonize the other side i mean i that's why i enjoy right, doing uh, this show so much because yeah. you know i don't but i don't you get like it, demonizing <laughs> the other side there, i do so? i do try <laughs> <laughs> as best i can well yeah i think <laughs> you should bring in point. little like uh, like devil's horns and pitchforks <laughs> for us to wear you know yeah. too bad halloween's past <laughs> if we ever do that billboard i think that we should all <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> draw little mustaches the on devil you face. know yeah, and yeah. the devil you don't you yeah. know or something yeah but it's um this is a very interesting year because trump is not I'm going to say he's not a real Republican, and I don't. Sure. I don't mean that terribly. I, I mean that by he's pro-choice, he's pro-single payer. There's a whole bunch of things. Is in he? Him. I mean, yeah, he's, all that stuff. Because now, he's, he's he's come out for and against a whole bunch of things. He's yeah. talked about how he, but how, he how he thinks attacking gay rights is dumb, and then he's also just he gave to money to Planned Parenthood. I mean, he's yeah. done a million things in his previous existence that would think you lead you to believe that he's not the guy that he appears to be now. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about predictions earlier, and I am actually quite terrified that he's going to win this because I just mm-hmm. look at the direction of the polls, the demonizing of Hillary Clinton, you know, the the things that have come out of the woodwork. It's There's just, you know, that Obamacare premiums went up so much, and they're all, people are getting their notices in the mail in the last four weeks about what their premiums are going to be going forward. And, you know, that was orchestrated by Rubio. Rubio put language in the... Um, in the budget bill that prevented the federal government from um, subsidizing. And mm-hmm. so what happened is everybody's getting, you know, the premium that's four times what they expected. And it's because of something that Marco Rubio did as a senator. And you, and so all those things have come together. It's another example of Republicans saying government doesn't work and we'll break it to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he was just, um, he was trying to make sure that this came up right now. I mean, it's a strategic Oh, you decision. mean it's a political move? It was a political move. The premiums would be announced now. It'd be right in the middle of the election. You know, Rubio thought he'd be the nominee. Um, I mean, all these things have sort of coalesced, and hmm. I think Hillary Clinton has a huge burden of proof against her. And and I don't, you know, I think it's how the game is played. I'm not sort of whining about it. I'm just saying this yeah. is how it's played. And right now, the a lot of the issues seem to be conspiring against Hillary. Even though, I mean, well, if, well, all right, issues conspiring against Hillary. Uh, really good jobs report. Unemployment's down to 4.9%. Uh, 161,000 jobs. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I also, I need it's, to it's qualify a, it's that. adding our, jobs? That's that's good? Our unemployment people. rate, the U3 is not representative. Yeah. The U3, like, I, I get that it comes out and we need to talk about it, but it's real, I mean, it's almost, it's of, almost specious to claim it as because... 
if you look at actual underemployment and if you look at the amount of job insecurity that people have and the people who Ugh. just aren't counted anymore because they've been unemployed for so long that they're not they're they're not considered to be officially looking for work, which is a big that's a big factor that ends up kicking people yeah, off. But, of but that number's actually been coming down. One reason why the unemployment rate isn't lower is because mm. a lot of people have announced that they are you know, are are getting counted again as looking for work. Well, you know, and, that's been a thing that's been going biggest, on for a couple of years now. I mean, like, I'm not saying that this right. is that they that there's no sort of statistical manipulation mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. You know, I'm not trying to say that the Obama administration isn't trying to put a good face on things. But I am saying that, like, that is actually I mean, this is something I heard them talking about on uh, Marketplace on it on, on NPR last year is just sort of like like people are actually starting to look for work again. So they're getting counted as unemployment again, well, unemployed again, as opposed to like out of the workforce. Well, and I just heard a piece today and I think it was NPR and it may have been Marketplace. And they were saying, why aren't wages going up more steeply given the unemployment rate? You know, if right. you believe it. Yeah. And what they were saying is that all the people like me who are sort of semi-retired and have part-time jobs, you know, and would rather be full-time, um, we're we're taking the jobs as they come out. And so because there's... Yes, so- you are. Stop it. <laughs> well, and a lot and of no them- one's leaving either. Yeah. And as soon... And nobody's retiring. You know, if you have a part-time job, right. you hold on to it. So what happens is that the wages don't go up because all of us are like soaking up these jobs, 161,000 right. jobs. There's no... There's no demand pressure on jobs And at a lot all. of the jobs that are getting added oh, are they're horrible low wage, jobs. are, you know, without, they don't have advancement opportunities. They're primarily in the service sector. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to be a Grinch. And it's like, it's good that we're adding jobs. Oh, I'd it's rather much have better. a positive jobs report than a negative one. But John, Sorry, I have to break in because yeah. I have feelings about this. Oh, Uh-oh. Well, bring so, the feels, my man. Uh, the the problem the problem right now is that <laughs> boomers... <laughs> Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> Guilty. A, there is a huge Guilty. glut of people that happens. Genre, I gave up a job for you. I know. Because you were bored. <laughs> so <laughs> not exactly I, true, I, but we'll leave it at that on the hour. Any other dirty laundry um, we want to air out? So but no, it's no, exactly just in, right. Just in general, there is a huge glut it's of people. True. There were a ton of jobs. Look at the people at McDonald's. Because when we had to have a lot of jobs because there was a war. War, you know, and then after we had to have a ton of jobs because there was another war, and then, uh, and then to support all these people, then we have all these service jobs. So then we have now America is more focused on service. We have more uh, jobs in like management instead and of making things. Exactly. Well, no, we still make things. We still make a lot of things. It's just a lot more is automated. Yeah, right. we do. Right. We have we oh, robotics. Yeah. We we yeah. do a lot of high tech things. We don't make like shirts anymore but a lot but we make um submarine parts and things like that for a lot of things but the problem is it used to be that you had had a job at a company you had a pension you had retirement or something like that the company provided whatever because they wanted to keep their workers they respected them then when the person retired around 65 then someone else would move up and take their place the problem now is since the economy is in the dumpster and it's on fire. A lot of people lost their pensions. They lost. They didn't have pensions. Yep. <laughs> you know? a, we don't know what that word means down in the millennium. <laughs> exactly. I've never heard that. Word. Like well. I, I know what it means, but it's because I've seen it. <laughs> like, be- I saw a pension like, once, like <laughs> through through glass. It's yeah. like in the museum. But like government the, workers have pensions still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and unions and things like that. Um, Some unions. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But the problem is that nobody's leaving the workforce. People still Can't are alive. To- 
Their which kids are not working either, so they're trying to support. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, because nobody's leaving. Like the you have you have a good education. You should be able to get a job in management or or starting someplace and move up. But you don't. There's no jobs because the people that are there are way more skilled and they won't they they have lower they're desperate wages. to hold on to it exactly and they have lower wages they have bills and they can't and they don't leave in addition <laughs> feelings in addition <laughs> now you have like you said the people trying to support their kids so they need to have the more jobs so they so they can't leave it's crazy because that's the way that our workforce was set up but it that is not a sustainable sustainable way to to have a workforce because we now have a graying population. We don't have the amount of people that we had for for decades and for like mm-hmm. an entire generation. So the the way that you know like this person moves up and this person leaves, now we have better medical science. We have uh we have we are healthier. Honestly, yeah, y'all just won't die. Like, what's we up are, with like, that? John Silver, when you're than, ripe, it's time to go. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. You said it was something horrible. Uh, if you, if we actually took care true. of our workers, all, if we took yeah. care of our people, then they would leave, and then like people like me, the like, next generation, like Stefan, right. we wouldn't be scrambling for for jobs. So I guess so that makes sense. So yeah. I guess what we need is like these little colored discs on the back of our hands that slowly go from green to red, like <laughs> like mood a... rings or something. <laughs> like Logan's Run. I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't remember that, but it's of the I've era. I've seen of mood things rings. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roy oh Batty. <laughs> and John, I totally agree with you because it's really screwed up right now. The the labor market and it that. I worry about my granddaughter and, and my stepdaughter. And you want to see how, how screwed up it is? Like, instead of, like, the younger, capable black guy giving up the job for the older woman to take over, it was the <laughs> other way around. Huh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. It just, it just worked out. What can we say? You know, some things are just meant to happen. That's all I can say. Yeah. But it's... um. It, you know, it's a strange time, and people are floundering about what to do and where the paths are, and what you know, what guarantees success or what's likely to be successful. It it is a yeah. complicated time, and I think that's why people are clinging to Trump. I think, I think they, I don't know why they think he's going to solve their problems, but f- there's a certain percentage of the population, for some reason, thinks thinks that he's going to do something nobody else can do, or th- or they want to blow it I've up. I think what I've heard from people who aren't voting for him because of like you know he he feeds their deep-seated animus against people who aren't like them i think best i can reckon it's the idea that like oh he's he's gonna blow things up like it's not i think what he's gonna do it's about or like what what he's gonna do constructively it's the idea that he's gonna change it the system is so far gone in these people's minds that it can't like in, we we can't address it through our normal political means. It's it's almost a, a weird kind of revolutionary act, but like it's reactionary. Yeah, it's it's a step backwards. Well, Maureen Dowd, who's a New York Times reporter, very interesting and criticizes both parties, but a, part, a large part of her family is going for Trump, and she says she goes home and has these big arguments with oh, them, man. and they're educated, you know, sort of New Yorkers, and she can't talk them out of it. I I honestly I I I do find it astonishing that anybody who, you know, has, is educated and thoughtful would would vote for Donald Trump because I just on pretty much any criteria I can think of, he's he's a, an abominably bad choice. But um I think to some extent this is all of us 
reaping the consequences of the long-term uh, Republican Party strategy of basically saying government sucks, government sucks, government sucks, and putting people into office who believe government sucks and screw it up. And sometimes deliberately and sometimes because they're people like George W. Bush and they're idiots who think like, eh, we'll just cut taxes and then start a war, whatever. Yeah. Two wars. Yeah, that's I'm, fine. We can do that. Stefan has the map up on his computer here, and it's... I'm, I'm messing around with it. <laughs> I have the actual map, and then I have a great website called 270towin.com where you can make your own electoral map and uh. see how it would sort out if various states went one way or another. Because the Senate so. races are all very close, except oh, for are. there's a, a couple. Yeah. There's two that probably are going to go... Um, one way or the other. And they're so tight, they're within the margin of error, and this is, what, four days before the election. And those Senate races are important because that's the control of the Senate. And I saw some piece that the House is, um, the Republicans may lose some parts of the House, but that their Tea Party has gained strength in this, in all of this. Kind of and surprised. they were saying... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that that's actually going to be a concern for probably Paul Ryan and how he yeah. controls what goes on there. Well, and the Tea Party, as much as anything, is based on the idea that, like, it's wrong to make any kind of deal. I mean, one of the reasons why they hate Obama... Highly and principled, it, as they would call it. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I, I think principles are a great thing, but, you know... You know, politics does come down to, like, well, we've got a pile of money that we've all collected together. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that means you got to make some choices and 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 pinch the pennies and whatnot. I mean, you know, I I I kind of miss the good old days, where the Republican Party was the party that was pinching the pennies and saying, "Hey, you know, how do these numbers add up?" You know, and 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 poo poo. That hasn't I, been true for years. <laughs> I know, and I miss it. Well, that was know? the Bush family. It was terrific branding, though. You got to admit, <laughs> it, it was terrific. Well, it, well, not only was it. Ter- I mean, yeah, it, was, it used to be true. He, they were running on that but well past the point when it was terrific. And strong on defense. This is, <laughs> you know, why people like my dad were voting Republican for many years. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there, the, the 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 you know, the liberals would knock that, saying like, claiming you care about fiscal prudence is really sort of a cover for saying you don't want to spend money on social programs that help the poor um and it's not that there was nothing to that criticism but at the same time it's like you do have to pay your bills you do have to pay your bills and you know a nation can run a debt especially one with a strong vibrant economy that controls the world's reserve currency i was just going to say the only reason we can do that is because of the reserve currency and look at britain we need to cut you know we took it away from them right well we do need to cover our, our expenses you're right and you know like like one of the one of the the reasons why I've said I think Obama's a, a really great Republican president is he's done a good job of sort of reining in government spending. You know, like there is a deficit, but it's a lot less than it was. It's only like a third of what it was when he took office. You know, Bill Clinton was a you know like the the new wave Democrats who were people were criticizing them because he they balanced were, the budget. Right, they were moving mm-hmm. towards being you know said like oh they're Republican lights or whatever. And it's like well they certainly had that great Republican virtue of like yeah we know we're, yeah and they and he also expanded. Uh, services at the same time yeah sort of uh, a very welfare. interesting common <laughs> well he did um he yeah he I did mean, work was, yeah. yeah he added work that to i it. think is but a lot of people well, got it, off of welfare and they yeah. argued because of what he did but actually well, it was jobs i well, mean that's why right. people got off welfare and also the job market was and, better at, at, well yeah and also to some extent it's like like it's a valid criticism to say that you know he made mistakes but i think you know it's fair to say also like you know like if he does something in good faith and he's like I think we can improve welfare and then he's wrong that's not the same thing as like I'm going to say we can improve welfare but I it's but I don't care if it's true or not you know which is 
you know what Trump would do. <laughs> Did we want to do um, um, predictions? Oh. Yes, actually, oh, looks John like John was gonna. To. I was going to. I'm on factcheck.org. Uh oh. Um, um, yes. Number, <laughs> numbers for Obama, but this is as of January of yeah. this year. Uh, homicides have dropped by 13, percent um, but gun sales have surged. The economy has added more than nine million jobs, and the jobless rate has dropped to below the historical median. Currently 4.9, like we said. The number of long-term unemployed Americans has dropped by 614,000 under Obama, but is still 761,000 higher than at at the start of the Great Recession. Corporate profits are up by 166%. Woohoo! Real weekly wages are up by 3.4%. Yeah, and I heard that 3.4 recently because that's a a big number. um, This job report, it, it went up by... It went up by... Point four, I yeah. believe. Right. Which, happy days are here again. Well, those these are incremental gains. Yeah. And wind but and solar uh, power has nearly tripled, and now account for more than five percent of the U.S. electricity. That's a few. Right. The rest are going to be on the on the blog and on yeah. the sure. Facebook and Twitter. So By yeah. Way, so how about some predictions, you guys? Honestly, I don't have any. I just like Turkey's going to go to war. They just arrested eleven MPs. Yes, who are from a pro uh, a a Kurdish a pro Kurdish yeah. party, and, and they're saying these guys have ties to the PKK and they're yeah, terrorists. and two MPs are out of the country and they have arrest warrants for them. So here we go. Mm-hmm. So that's a prediction. Turkey's going to well, be in- Turkey may have I mean, we may see an outbreak of uh, sort of sectarian or yeah. or ethnic violence. Um, presidential. I already said I'm afraid. I'm afraid Trump might take mm-hmm. this. And George had said he had a chance. I think he was being sarcastic, but. I th- I think he has a real chance. No, I, I think George was more being like George. George, George <laughs> is, well, George is being like 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 expect the worst and prepare yeah, right. for it. You know. Well, yeah, in this election, wrong. yeah, you got to hedge your bets to a certain extent. I th- I think Clinton's still going to take it, be- part because the early voting is record number, and a lot of that is really favoring Democrats in a lot of states. I mean, it's something in Florida alone. It's something like five million. Yeah, and so now, maybe so, you know, you add- and a lot of that is before this. FBI email yeah. thing. So, but I do. I suspect the late numbers will probably favor Trump. I do think she's going to pull it out, probably with a, a smaller margin than Obama, Obama got in the electoral yeah. college and the. Hopefully, she'll the hold popular. Pennsylvania. Well, Pen- I think she'll hold Pennsylvania. I'm Florida. I think is fifty fifty. I mean, yeah. it kind of always. Well, is, if Trump doesn't win Pennsylvania, can he win? Yeah, not really. Yeah. Like he's got to win not only every other. If he can't win Pennsylvania, he's got to win. Not only every other swing state, but Ohio, he's got to take Michigan, Nevada. Yeah, yeah, he's got to like Utah, take some New Hampshire, really Florida. He, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's got to sweep the rest of them. I mean, what could be interesting is if somehow he gets the popular vote while not while losing the electoral college, which would be the reverse of two thousand, of course. And yeah. I don't think that could happen because with New York and California, those are huge population. That that's yeah. what gooses it, right? I yeah. think it's New York and uh, California. right. I mean. Yeah, they've they've In got New York, New centers. Jersey. Yeah. yeah, New England, really. Yeah. And are you saying you're saying Hillary also? Uh, or are you saying Hope Hillary? But you also, I, I, you know, like as far as I know, the polls are still sort of saying Hillary's got the edge and whatnot. But yeah, it's yeah. it's, I'm I'm hoping it's Hillary. I'm I'm hoping the Democrats take back control yeah. of the Senate so that we actually can have a functioning Supreme Court again. You know, this is again like the whole like. Yeah, but you've you heard know, what they've said. The Republicans have said, like, if they uh, that they won't allow anybody to them to confirm anybody, anyone, yeah. right? And this is, of course, Senate? different from what they were saying a few weeks ago. A f- wait few months for the ago. new president. Well, wait for the new president. It's like okay, well. unless it's a girl. 
Yeah. Just kidding. So the Senate races. Uh, no, I don't think you should be I kidding. Think, I think that's true. I think the I think it's going to be really close to fifty fifty. You guys think, I think they're going to take it? Fifty one forty nine Democrats. That's, and the, that's with the I mean. vice president being the Democrat. Well, was, that would be even fifty fifty will work. Then. Yeah. 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 But I do. I think they'll get like one, maybe fifty two forty eight. Okay. That's a stretch. But I I don't think I don't see it going more than that. Yeah. Uh, if you asked me a week or two ago, I would have been more bullish. But. On the Democrats' chance, you think it's still? Senate, I think the Democrats are going to take the Senate too, but by a whisker. Yeah, mm. I mean they're doing the this the they're doing better in a lot of the Senate races than Clinton is doing in yeah. a lot of states, including like Missouri, which I didn't expect. So probably because of that gun ad that Jason Kander ran. Oh, um, <laughs> that was oh, so that was impressive. Where he, <laughs> he assembles the assault rifle blindfolded. This right, is the Democrat who's a Democrat, challenging the incumbent. Is, running in Missouri, like yeah. it's probably good to do. And he challenged um, the guy. He said, "Let him, you know." I'd like to see if, you do this. Yeah, yeah if you if you that. think you know about guns, or you think I'm against the Second Amendment. Let, yeah, let yeah. me see. It's very effective. It's one of those. It's a it's a good it's, one. Yeah. So we'll see. House, any prediction? Uh, I, I just I was just repeating what I heard that the Tea Party's going to get a little stronger than they yeah, expected, yeah. and that you know everything else is kind of a wash, yeah. and that the re- Republican my guys will keep control of the House. And I haven't seen anything about uh, any predictions about the ballot questions here in Massachusetts. So. I did actually. Yep. Um, uh, the legalized marijuana. There's 27 percent ahead. Uh, I, the I, nose. I just saw that as yeah. a Western that New England Gazette University poll uh, just came out today. And, and that's assuming the folks who want that can get off the couch and actually get to the presentation. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the, the no on four campaign. But, uh, you know, okay. it's, it's, yeah, it's a gotta. cheap joke. The slot machine uh, gaming, I found out that in the legislation, it actually says it's one site next to Suffolk Downs, and um, that's going to go down. Uh, charter school, I don't know. Do you guys see anything? No, on I haven't schools? seen that about or or question three. Because the oh. governor's um, in favor yeah. of uh, yeah, he's come out strongly two. in favor question And the yeah. farm animal and cage size, I haven't seen anything yeah. on that. I'm going to say no. Uh, it goes no on one, no on two, yes on three, yes on four. That's my predictions. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that's how it goes. That's how I vote. That's how I'm so. voting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I've already voted. So um, anyway, it is time. We actually got a little over. So we need wow. to wrap up so that uh, folks can get ready for uh, uh, subculture coming up right now. So um, thank you for listening for Civil Politics tonight. Subculture is coming up next. And don't forget to check us out. Uh, join us for Tuesday night for the special election broadcast. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>